We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Good! Good morning, Grinders. Welcome to the DFS pregame show here on Roto Grinders. I'm Jordan Cooper, a.k.a. Blender Ed. Blender HD, if you want to follow me on Twitter. And it's Thursday, March 31st. And we're still talking about the National Blowout Association, right? Basketball, still talking about basketball. The last day. Last day on the pregame show for, for basketball. Full time, right? Right. Programming note, no show tomorrow. No show Monday, no show Tuesday, no show Wednesday. And I'll be back Thursday and uh, for baseball, right? I'm going heading out uh, tomorrow to uh, go to Dallas for WrestleMania. All the festivities there. So I'll be gone from Friday through Wednesday. And I'll be back Thursday. Uh, and just, just a note also, uh, during the baseball season, this pre the, the pregame show, this is what we did last season also. Uh, if there's an early slate, like if there's like we will have certain like Thursdays, some Fridays, once in a while on Wednesdays, where where like a lot of the games are at like 1 p.m. Eastern, right? So we have like an early slate that's like has featured contests on both DraftKings and FanDuel. Uh, we'll be doing a Grinders Live instead of this pregame show, but I'll still be on it, right? Okay, so it'll be it it'll probably be scheduled a little bit later, a little bit earlier. But if, if you don't see if you don't see the pregame show, you'll probably see a, a a a thumbnail on YouTube for for Grinders Live, and I'll be hosting that anyway. So you're still getting to see me in the mornings, but it may not be a a review type of show. It may be just a your standard old uh, 
standard old uh, preview, slate preview before the slate before lock type of show. Uh, let's see. Okay. Let me see the YouTube chat. Bill's thumbs ups. Dummy thumbs early in the morning. Suki Singh here as usual. Eric Brunick. Daniel Hutchings, Hog Lawrence, Smasher, Robert, Roberto Krupe. Is DFS DraftKings really going offline in Ontario in April? I believe so. From what I've heard through the grapevine of other people talking to their VIPs or whatever at DraftKings. Uh, yeah. So if, you, if you're in the Ontario province, uh, I think I think DFS is going away for, for at least uh, some amount of time. Maybe back at some point, but I don't know. But I'm not the person to ask. The best thing to do is to ask DraftKings themselves. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, also, we got we got a, a promotion. We got a promotion going on for the start of the MLB season. If you if you if you get if you get a Roto Grinders Premium membership and you just want baseball, right? You don't get the combo premium, which includes all the sports, and you just want baseball, right? Keeps the cost down. You're just going to be playing baseball April, May, June, July, August, September, right? If you want ten dollars off your first two months of uh, the MLB season. You got you got to click on the link in the description. You get a, you get you get a little discount, a little early bird special, right? Here you go. Yeah, MLB launched 2022 in that link, right? So you get MLB RG premium for $10 off your first 2 months. And uh and also the the bat is available if you want Cardi's projections as well. I think that that's the perfect combination. I think that the the two the the two things I would say the three things that I enjoy I enjoy the most, that I use the most out of out of premium for MLB is number one, Cardi's back projections, which is, I mean, that's a separate add-on. Uh, and then you have cheese. Cheese is good, right? Two-time Millie winner, right? Uh, he's, I think he's in the Fantasy Baseball Hall of Fame or something. He's in like some type of, some fed C for season long. He's been playing that for God knows how long. He does his million-dollar musings. And that's like a, I don't know how, how he does that. He writes like 10,000 words a day. So that's part of premium. And I enjoy reading that every single day. And the other thing is Slate IQ. Now, Slate IQ for, for NBA is not as useful. It's not because NBA isn't much of a correlated sport. So you're mostly playing the projections and the ownership for that. But Slate IQ for baseball, where correlation is, is, is big, uh, Slate IQ is, is our simulation tool, okay? So Slate IQ, what it will do, and we wrote, we typically comes out around three o'clock p.m., right? Typically a couple of hours before before the slate because for starting lineups, you know, the batting orders to be in and everything and ownership to settle through. And uh, it simulates the slate like 10,000 times and shows like the percentage of times like certain stack types, certain teams, you know, how many percentage of time it's in the, it's in the winning lineup uh, of uh, large field GPPs. And you could compare that to the ownership. So like, that's a good leverage tool to use. And I use Slate IQ. So it's, it's our simulation tool that, that comes out and it updates. Typically, uh, uh, you know, for a 7 p.m. Eastern Slate, we'll have the first run of Slate IQ at like three o'clock. Then as starting lineups uh, get, uh, get confirmed, uh, projections will change, right? Ownership will change a bit. And then, you know, it's typically run maybe two or three times after that. So you may have a run at three o'clock, maybe have a run at, at 4.30, a run at like 5.30 and a run at like 6.15 or something, something like that. 
leading up to a 7 p.m. Eastern, 7.10 Eastern, whatever lock. And uh, you could utilize that to, you know, which stacks are under-owned, which stacks are over-owned, those types of things. So that's that's part of our MLB premium package that, uh, that if you just want MLB, just want MLB, and you click on the link in the description, get $10 off your first two months. And as always, if you want the combo, you can get $10 off your first month. If you want the whole shebang, if you want NBA still and MLB and NHL and PGA and MMA, right? NFL, I mean, mean, that's not going on yet, but you'll get that also when it comes around, you know, and obviously you get a, you get a bit of a discount. If you get like the, the annual part, you get, it's almost like a free month, free month and a half or something. If you get the annual. So, so me personally, you know, I, even before I was a host, here and part of Roto Grinders, the part of the Roto Grinders team, I was an annual subscriber. I, I paid, right? These are the tools that I use, that I use, and I and I make money, right? I play well. These are the tools that I use. Okay, what happened last night? What happened last last night? I didn't play. It's the, the payout structures. You heard me yesterday. The payout structures were stupid, right? Tonight they're fine again. What happened there? I go back on FanDuel, it's 50K to first, 30K to second, 20K. Now it's flatter. Yesterday was 100K, 30K, 15K, go screw yourself, K, by, by eighth place or something. Uh, so I just denied that. Not interested, especially since, you know, pr- pretty much this is going to be the end of N- NBA for the season for me. So why even bother? But tonight on FanDuel, they actually, they actually have the flatter payoff structure stuff. So, okay, maybe I do play tonight. But yesterday I didn't play. I still kept up with some of the news, right? We had we had the the, the front court of the the the, the Rockets were out, right? Because uh, Wood was out, and then Sangoon was ruled out. And then if you played anyone in the front court, you died, right? Right? Oh well, Tate. How about Kenny Martin? How about Usman Garuba? No, nope, didn't matter, right? They all kind of split like 20, 20 ish points. It was Kevin Porter that you needed, right? If you didn't have Kevin Porter, he showed up and he was at 96% of the top 1% lineups in the large field GPP it was 21% owned. If you, you did not have him, uh, you, you, it would be very hard to even cash, right? Terry Taylor, uh, because what, was Brissett out? What happened with Indiana yesterday? I saw some news coming, right? Brissett was out, Jackson was out, right? And we already had... Right. So Goga, okay, Goga did pretty well, right? So their front court did pretty well against uh, whoever they were playing. I forgot. Uh, yeah, Halliburton healed. Yeah, they were running a small rotation. Jalen Smith, but he was 6,100. So Terry Taylor was in the mix. Uh, obviously, Theo Maladon, you know, the, 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 the tankathon that is known as the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, he did okay. Did you need him? No. At 35 points for 5,700, you didn't need him. I mean, he still showed up in almost half top 1% lineup. Same for like someone like Josh Christopher. But you, you, probably, you probably needed some combination of Kevin Porter with either uh, Jokic or Luka. I'm, I'm going to assume. I'm going to assume it's the top lineup. So I go to the leaderboard, we're going to get lineups that look like that, right? Jokic. Jokic Porter. Oh, Damian Jones. Oh, 8%. Look, okay. I guess you needed a lot. You needed him also. 52 points for 4,800. Yeah, okay. I could see that. Right. So you have Jokic. Okay. This, this, uh, this doesn't have two studs in it. 
right? Fournier had a, had a game for 4,700 at 1.4% ownership. Max Street, yeah, this, this lineup is a bunch of low-owned players in it, right? Four single-digit owned players. Here's Brick 75, right? Olivier Saar and Bones Highland, right, at, at less than 1% owned. But for the most part, you know, Porter, Rzingis at 54 points. I guess you didn't need, like, two studs. Like, here's Luka, right? So you need Porter and either Luka or Jokic, right? So here's Porter and Luka. And here's Luca. This this one, oh, Porter. Porter's up here. I was like, this one doesn't have Porter. Here's Squirrel Patrol. Roto Grinders own Squirrel Patrol. Right? Malinon, Mitchell, Struess, Taylor, Jokic, Porter, Greg Brown, Damian Jones. Right? So three single digit owned players. For the most part, I mean, the, the, the chalk, the, the chalk kind of hit, right? Take a look at the, the exposures here, right? Jay Sean Tate. Other than those those front court kind of uh, those front court Rockets players, like forty four points for Davian Mitchell is fine. Yeah, you you were fine there. Jokic got there. Melanin got there. Right. But Kevin Porter was kind of chalky. Also, he's twenty one percent owned, so he's, he's one of the top ten owned players on the slate. Right, and that's why a lot of times we'll see a lot of these uh, one fifty matches. Right, a lot of the chalk is hitting. You're going to see a lot of 150 maxers towards the top. Not in fully chalk lineups. You notice in these lineups that we look at, like, yeah, they are playing chalkier players, but mixing in lower owned stuff. We go to the compare exposure stream on results DB, which you could get, you could get this tool. This tool is free. You don't even have to be a premium member. I think you should be a premium member to get this tool, but they don't do it. They just give it to you for nothing. They don't listen to me. Right, this is worthwhile. This is what you should be doing every morning, reviewing the past slate, comparing your lineups versus sharp players' lineups. Right, we take a look here, like Maladon, Jay. Yeah, Jay. I mean, if you played Jay Sean Tate yesterday, you were in line with a lot of sharp players. I mean, he was thirty-three percent owned. And you have like Ship My Money, Brick Seventy-Five, the Colts, Octon Duck, Petty Theft, RBX, all over. The whistles go woo, aha, bro. So if you, if you didn't do well with Tate, like that, was, that wasn't your fault. Sharp players had more of Tate than anything else. Right, Josh Christopher, same thing. Other than Petty Theft had 4%. Right, Isaiah Roby, Brick 75, and Petty Theft had little. Right, David Mitchell. Right, you see some mix here, right? So a lot of times I look for the, the green across the board, like Terry Taylor, like green mostly across the board. That means that over the, the ownership. Trey Lyles. People either had none or a lot. Was that a late swap? Was Sacramento the late game? I think maybe. Uh, let's see. Going through. Olivier Saar, Kretschy. Yeah, but like Kevin Love, like you can see here, like no one, like Kevin Love, 5% owned, but like, no, other than like what, one lineup, two lineups in JBC and Kobe for MVP, like not much here. I'm getting, I'm looking at the UFC news. So next week, uh, the Latifi Olenek fight, Latifi is, Latifi is out and I know Jared Bandera. This is his new opponent. That was the that was the fight that was scratched last week that I had a ton of. 
right? I had a, I had a ton of a T, uh, Alir Latifi. You know, he was in 50% of my lineups. And then like an hour before, an hour before the card starts, you get sick or something, a non-COVID illness. So I had to rework all my lineups. So I was hoping that on UFC, whatever, it's 273 next week, that they, they moved the fight to that, to that card. I'm like, okay, I'm going to be able to get Latifi for, you know, under-owned. And now, now I'm not. Now I'm not. Now it's going to be, I mean, these, none of these guys are good. Jared Vandera is not a good fighter, but Alexi Olenek is like 700 years old. We'll talk about the MMA, maybe not even talk. I think we're doing Grinders Live next week. So you may not even get any MMA talk next week. So good luck on that. Uh, let's see, going for the YouTube chat. Adrian Godchow. I'm picking the right players, just not getting them all on the same team. Starting to drive me crazy. Am I at least doing something right? Well, two things, okay? Uh, my response to that. Uh, that's normal. Right. In order to win one of these GPPs type of things, you have to, everything needs to be right. Right. There's tons of times, what, the other night, I didn't play last night, but the night before, like I looked at the winning lineup on FanDuel and it's like I had all those players, just not in that configuration. Right. I looked at all the players, like there's no one in this lineup that, that like I'm, I, I don't have that much of. Like all these players, it's not like it was stuck with one lineup. And it just didn't happen to have that configuration, right? A lot of my lineups had one dud in it, right? Two duds in it. That's normal. For large field GPP, you need you need to get you need to get every everything, right? It's very it's very easy to add out of eight or nine slots to have like oh six seven slots. I'm like okay, I'm you know get up to you know on Fanduel you're you're up to three hundred and seventy eight points or something on a slate. And you say the winning lineup is like 402. It's like, yeah, yeah, because I a little too little here. That's 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 normal. But the second thing is that you shouldn't be picking players. You should be building lineups. Players should not matter to you at all. Lineup should. Once you get in the mind, once you start building with the mindset that lineups matter and not players, you'll probably be doing better. Otis Thompson asks, when building plus EV lineups and lineup HQ, should I be use randomness and how much? Well, my question to you, Otis, is do you understand what randomness is? Okay. Because this, this now, now you're asking, you're asking, frankly, I mean, I, I haven't seen you here, so I can't, I can't uh, excoriate you for, for not watching the show often enough. But I mean, your question is essentially extremely dumb. It's like it's like it's like asking a, a carpenter uh, when using a hat when 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 using uh, my tool toolbox do I uh, what size nails do I use right if I ask if I ask a construction worker it's like I, I need your I need your help and he goes yeah okay yeah yeah because I'm working on my house right I tell I ask, I tell the construction guy right we're out to lunch I'm working I I'm working on my house uh, what size nails uh, should I use. And you know what he'd go? He'd go, well, what the hell are you doing? Like, what, what, that, that question makes no sense. Because are, are you building a bookcase? Are you building stuff for your garage? I mean, like, what are you doing? Like, like there's, there's a hundred sizes of nails and threads and types, and it all depends on what you do. 
So there is no one side. What, what's, what's the best nail to use? Like there's no, there's no answer to that question. So what, what drill speed do you use, right? Well, what, well, what are you doing? Like, the, the, like all these questions are, are asking the calculator to like do the thing, like what, what buttons do I press on a calculator? Well, what, what are you typing in? Like you go to the store, it's like, so what, what buttons do you, do you press for the cashier? Well, what are you ringing in? Like you're starting with the tool. The, the, the settings on a tool don't matter unless you know what the hell you built. Okay? Randomness. If someone has a 30-point median in lineup HQ, like right here, like here, here. Kyle, let's let's go to something that's easier on the math. Okay, here, here we go with Mike Connolly. 30 points. Okay. If you put 10% randomness. That means every time it builds a lineup, so you're building 150 lineups or whatever, every time it goes through a lineup build, it'll put Mike Connolly's projection somewhere between 27 and 33, okay? That's what randomness is, 10%, right? So 10% of 30 is three, okay? 27 would be minus three, 33 would be plus three. Now, obviously, randomly, if it chooses Mike Conley to have a 27-point projection on this lineup run, he's less likely to appear in the lineup because he projects for three points lower. And randomly, he could be 33 points. He could be 31.84 points, anywhere in between, right? You put 20% randomness, now it's going to be anywhere between 24 and 36, Right, you put 100% randomness, it'll basically choose any number for every play. You put 100% randomness and the projections essentially don't matter at all. Right, now you're just getting random lineups. Okay, so that's what randomness is. Okay, what would be the usefulness of, of randomness? Right, what would be the, the projections are the range of outcomes. Why would I want the projections to be worse? Okay, 30 minutes, his range of outcomes is 19.83 to 40.55 within one standard deviation, okay? So that 68% zone of most of his outcomes, it's going to be between 20 and 40 points or so, okay? And the 50th percentile outcome is 30 points, okay? If your projections are, are very accurate, overall, over the course, not on a night, I'm talking about overall, over the course of seasons and years and back testing and all of that. Why would you, why would you purposely, because you're purposely saying, uh, I want there to be a margin of error. Why would you do that? That's the question I have to ask you. Why would you do that at all? Well, there's only one reason you would do that to get more diverse lineups. Because if I go through and I build, let's say 20 lineups that have a unique player, just the, the top 20 possible lineups, right? Doesn't matter what it is, just the top 20. The, not, let's not even do 20, let's do five. Or let's do 10, right in the middle, that's cool. Let's do 10, okay? So I'm gonna build 10, based on our current projections, which I've not been updated in the morning. On Fandle, this is Fandle, I have this open, right? So these are the ten, top 10 possible lineups. Look, you get Levert, DeRozan, Mitchell, and Conley in all 10 of them. 
Stanley Johnson, Root. I mean, you get mostly the same lineup, but like a 1v1 or 2v2. So obviously there's, there's variance in sports. So if your projections were like near perfect, 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 that whatever the median is, they typically, that's what they play, then you just play these lineups. But that's not how, that's not how real life is. So if you want to increase the diversity, because we don't even have exposure, I, how much do I want of this guy or that guy? I'm not, you don't need that. These are the best possible lineups from a median perspective. But let's say we add 10% randomness. Right, not even true range randomness, 10%. So like I said, 27 to 33, 10% this way, 10% that way. Let's build 10 lineups now. Karis LeVert is still in 100% of your lineups, but look, now you get it's more diverse. You get one lineup with Caruso in it, one lineup with Middleton in it, right? Because it's giving you 10% plus or minus. Every time it builds one of these lineups, it then randomly changes all of the projections, 10% for each player, plus or minus or whatever, somewhere in between there, right? So it accounts for 10% margin of error which means you could have a much more diverse, it, it, it will give you a more diverse lineup set, right? You put it on 20, right? It's even gonna be further spread out. So here's 10 lineups. Still gonna carry Silver in seven of the 10, right? Now Middleton's in more, now Isaiah Stewart's in, now Sadiq Bey. Now look, take a look in 10 lineups, you have a lot more players in there. Because you, now you're going plus or minus 20% randomly for all the players in the pool, right? So you're getting even more diverse. You're going to still get more, obviously, of the better projected players because their range is a little bit higher, right? That 20% range is still a little bit higher. So randomness can be used to increase the diversification of your lineups. That doesn't make your lineups better. None of the settings, and I will repeat this, put it in a star, Otis. None of the settings in an optimizer will build you plus EV lines. None, zero. None of the settings. The settings are not for that purpose. The settings are for diversification. You need to build plus EV lineups and then choose what lineups that you want to play if you're playing a whole bunch of them? So exposures don't matter. Setting, none of the settings matter. There's no correct settings. There's literally no correct settings. Now, should you put the randomness at 80%? I mean, that probably not. I mean, you can if you want. If, if your goal is to have the most random lineups possible, Put it on 100% and then run it. Essentially, just it renders the projections meaningless. 100% randomness, right? Mike Connolly, it's, it's going to be anywhere from 30 to 0 to 6. Like every, every player is going to have about this like that. You could, if that's what your, your aim is to do, then do it. All these are said just like settings of a drill when you the nail settings for, for whatever, construction. 
the calculator, whatever, whatever you need to accomplish, accomplish. Most times, most times I have, I have no rings. I don't use rings because I build lineups through ownership and I'm controlling everything through that. Some people don't. What is the output that you want? And there's probably 400 ways in the settings to get that output in different ways. Let's say, for instance, if I get the player pullback, let's say for instance, I'm just going to say for instance, I don't want to play, uh, well, let's, let's use Brooklyn as an example, right? I don't want to play Kyrie and Durant together, okay? On FanDuel for whatever reason. It's a five-game slate. I still, you probably still do it. They're both expensive. So let's say I don't want to play them together in a line. Now I could just build, I could just build lineups and just remove the ones that have Irving and Durant. But the time to do that is, is not as efficient. Right? I could build, I could start building 150, 300 lineups. I could build tons of lineups and then weed out the ones that have Irving and Durant in them. Or I could prevent them from ever being built in the first place by using player groups. So I could go Durant, Irving. Zero one, right? Now, without doing this, lineup HQ doesn't know doesn't know what you want, right? It's going to put together. Yeah, but I but Durant and Irving together at their prices is not may may limit the ceiling, and those lineups may have a slightly lower expected value. Correct. Lineup HQ doesn't know that. No optimizer knows that. All it's doing is solving a knapsack problem for you. That's all it's doing. It has no brain whatsoever about what good lineups are. What at all? You're, it's a tool for you to, to build lineups that you already know is plus EV and just do it more efficiently. That's it. So now I'm removing any lineup that is Durant and Irving together. Minimum zero, maximum one, right? Use at most one player, okay? Do I have to do it this way? No. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to remove this altogether. What's another way for me to never get Durant and Irving in the same lineup? I could go into build rules. I could go players per team. And I could go one. Let's say I only want to play one, one Brooklyn player in any line. Well, now I don't have to make the group anymore. Right? I can't get Irving and Durant in the same lineup because I can't get two Brooklyn players in the same lineup regardless. So if I'm only going to be playing one Brooklyn player in my lineups, do I have to make all those groups for Brooklyn? No. Now, if I have two, then, then yeah, maybe you do. So I found another way to accomplish the same thing. I'm only playing one Brooklyn player. Now, I may not want to only play one Brooklyn player, right? I go to custom settings. I could do this. Give me lineups that have at most one player with at most you know, certain salaries, certain ownership. You can do that. You can make custom rules if you want. Let's say you don't want to, you look at, you go to the player pool and you go, you look at the ownership, right? Which is whatever it means now. Remember, it's 11 o'clock in the morning. I don't care about the numbers currently. And you look and you go, oh, Levert's going to be chalky. Mitchell's going to be chalky. Johnson's going to be chalky, right? A lot of these guys are going to be trying. I don't want to play. I don't want to play. 
Uh, out of these four guys above here, I don't want to play more than two of them. Okay, well, you could put Levert, Mitchell, Johnson, and DeRozan in a group and say max two, you know, minimum zero, max two. You could do that. You could also say, make a custom rule that says, I want no more than at most two of, of players that have are 36% owned or more. That's another way to do it, right? You could also set the total lineup ownership to be of an extent where you're less likely to get all four of these players together. So like, let's take a look. This is like 50%, 50 plus 40 is 90. 90 plus 128, 158, like 165 or something like that. Let's say you, you if, if you set the, the total ownership at like 180, you're probably not, not going to be able to get all four of these players in the same lineup with a decent projection. That's another way of doing it. There's, a, there's tons of ways to hack through what settings will do the things that to build the lineups that you want to build. That's the purpose of the tool. It's not, oh, what's, what settings do I plug in and press the build button? And now I have 150 plus UV lineups. No. In fact, you're probably donating money. I love people that do that. Are you going to play 150 lineups like that? I hope you have a big bankroll because you're going to be going broke really quick. If, if your process is to plug a couple of couple of base settings into this and say, I like this guy and give me a like that, and then you press 150 without looking at any of the lineups and then entering that, I welcome you in my contests. Those are the people I love the most. They don't, they're not around long, but those are the people I love the most. The best way to go about it, and I say this, and no one does it, and that's why, that's why. Why do you think I could give away 100% of the knowledge that I have? Because people don't actually do it. It's beautiful. You come here, you go, oh yeah, that's right. And then you just don't do it. It's beautiful. Spend two years hand building lines. Okay, use the projections and say, let me hand build my line. One lineup that you believe as the balance of projection and ownership, okay? Build one line, okay? Now, after you build that one line, build a second line, right? Build a third line. By the fourth line, maybe by the fourth line, I'd be like, well, can I build a line of projection ownership that doesn't have Karis Levert in it? We'll try, right? Build one lineup without Mitchell in it. Build one lineup without Stanley Johnson. And you'll see, it's like, oh, well, now I can pay up here and spend there. And now my projection and own, oh, okay, I think this is good for this contest size. Now get to the fifth lineup, get to the 10th lineup. Hand build 20 lineups. This, this may be a year from now. And play. Most likely you're going to do well. Most likely by the time that year, the first year is up, you've probably made money. You may have big the GPP. And you're learning how to build plus EV lineups. By hand the construction dynamics. What do these lineups look like for every slate? What could they look like? This, some of them look this way, some of them look that way, some of them look this way. If I pay up here, but I got to pay down there. If I got to play this small forward, I got to play a, a higher price guard. If I'm going to like, you, you see how one thing affects the other when you're building a lineup. Well, if I'm going to jam in, you know, if I'm going to jam in the three highest rejected players, that means I have to pay down here and pay up there. Well, that's... 
if a lot of people are doing that, it's also going to be a very popular construction type. So you're like, how do I lower my ownership of that construction type? So now you start looking at players that are that are only, you know, five, 10% owned, that are drop three or four points in projection, and you start putting stuff together. After a year of doing that, it's going to be like second, you, you, it's, it's going to be instinctual. You could look at, I could look at a slate. You're going to be able to look at a slate in any sport and know exactly what the lineup is going to look like. Like, what, what's the cash line? Like, like what's the, the highest projected lineup? You just look here and you go, okay, I'm going to get a lot of this guy. I'm probably going to get a lot of that guy, right? Right? You take a look at the positional scarcity and you go, okay, well, I'm going to get a lot of divert, a Levert because he fits in, a, in, a guard, in, in four slots versus Stanley Johnson, which is only in the small forward slot, right? Raw points-wise, it's probably going to be more, more in the point guard spot. There's the value. There's the really no value point cards on this like Conley, I guess. Right? Maybe, maybe you get, uh, maybe you get some Malik Monk. Right? I'm looking at that. What's the cat look? I I haven't even pressed the button. Like, what's the cash line? I'm gonna guess the cash line. Like, I'm gonna guess based on just looking at the projections. Okay, we're probably gonna, probably gonna get. Well, Gobert projects for more than Vooch for 100 more, so we're going to get him. Okay. Are we going to get Levert? But I don't know if he's going to be in a shooting guard or a small forward spot. Probably going to get Mitchell, right? We're going to get Mitchell here. Is there any other point guards? Do we pay up for Westbrook? Maybe. I don't know. Or, or Irving? I'm not sure. We'll probably get Stanley Johnson, small forward. Okay. Right, DeMar DeRozan, he fits in too many spots. He's probably going to be in there somewhere, right? Okay. So I don't know if Levert's going to be a shooting guard or a small forward. Let's see. Let's take a look at probably a small forward. Durant, Durant may be in there. The Sunmo, maybe, or Monk. How many, we have average remaining salary, 62.60. Well, where's the power forwards? Okay, that, that's what I missed. Okay, where's the power forwards? I'm doing this in real time, okay? I'm just seeing how the pricing and how the salaries work out and go, okay, marketing? You have to pay up somewhere. Durant, Giannis, maybe Giannis? Hmm. I think at this point, you pro you're, probably, you're probably playing someone in the power forward, small forward that is expensive, which means now Conley will fit in the, point guard spot let's see who else we still have Levert Levert is probably going to be a small forward so who's that shooting guard Monk that could work out unless you're paying down for Desumno 64.75 let's see see this is me eyeballing the cash lineup based on our projections as what they currently stand like so I'm going to get Monk. I'm going to put Monk there. We have tons of salary left. And I know I know Levert fits in right here. So now we need two power forwards. But what happens if you put someone like like Giannis in? Three thousand. Okay, okay. We don't have a three thousand dollar player. How about Durant? Okay, four thousand dollar player. Do we have anyone at power forward? Royce O'Neal. Maybe that's it. Would this be the cash lineup? like the top median lineup or something, something like this. 
So based on the salaries and positions and the projections, I put together this lineup. Okay. If I had to guess, this would this would be a valid, it may not be the top optimal or anything, but this this is probably a valid as of obviously as of the projections right now. This is probably a valid cash lineup on paper. There's probably a way to squeeze, maybe you put Giannis in and you go down from Monk, maybe, or you go down from Mitchell. You're playing the Sunmo instead of Monk. You're not playing O'Neal, but I don't know what other power forwards are here. You're not going to play Durant and Giannis together. Maybe playing Markinen, something like that. All right, so this is what I would put together for the top meeting lineup based on looking at the projections and where the salaries and the positions lie. Okay. What is the top lineup? Let's see. I'm, I'm interested. So I'm going to, I'm going to build a top 10. I got I got to turn randomness off or whatever. Anything, anything that's in here. One, one, one salary, 59,000. That's fine. We have nothing else setting here. Okay. So I built this lineup. I'm like, is I'm going to think that this is probably at least in the top 10. I hope I don't embarrass myself, right? I think this will be in the top 10. But I could see, I could, like Royce O'Neal, I mean, power forward is just weak. You're probably paying up at power forward. But you can't pay up twice, right? Because you pay up twice here, you can't get rid of Mitchell and there's no value point guards. There's no really, the Sunmo instead of DeRozan, and then only the Eddie, you don't have enough money to even get up to Giannis there. Okay, so let me build 10. Okay, I don't know why, oh, because they're all locked. Oh, sorry. I can't, I, I can't build them with their own lot. Okay, let me save this. I'll save this lineup. Okay, so I save that in my lineups. All right, save. All right, that's saved there. Yeah, okay. So I'm going to unlock all these guys and then I'm going to run 10 lineups. And let's see if that saved lineup is in the top 10. Let, let's hope. <laughs> okay. So my lineup is Mitchell, Conley, DeRozan, Monk, Johnson, Levert, Durant, O'Neal, Gobert. Okay, and then at the top 10 lineups. Oh, look at that. Whoa! Oh, I get a cookie. I get a cookie. All right, I see the heart right here. Oh, the lineup I made is the top optimal. <laughs> I get a cookie, people. You got to give me some tummy thumbs there. I thought it would be in the top 10. I didn't think Royce, I, mean, I thought maybe there was a better way of not having Royce O'Neal in there, but apparently there isn't, right? So here's Marketing. here, here. Marketing Carmelo. Are we going to do that again? Are we playing Carmelo Anthony again? Right, so here, here you go with Durant in the small forward spot and you play Marketing. Okay, I could see, I could see that. But maybe not Melo. Anything without Melo. Like here, like it's still O'Neal, Marketing using Durant in the small forward spot. But I knew you were probably using Durant or Giannis at some payoff between either small forward or power forward. So here's a here's a Giannis line, and he, uh, you're playing Caruso, right? I guess you, you you give up two points or something. Now these are all cash lines. These are all this is not necessarily just for for you wouldn't play these in GPPs. They're, they're too high owned, right? Here's a marketing lineup. But yeah, here's the Sunma, right? Yeah, I I. This is the lineup maybe I would have built instead. But this is the one I was more closer to without Monk, right? I said, you take out Monk, you put into Sunmo, and then you go up from O'Neal to something, right? Marketing. Yeah, I almost came up with this one. 
which would still be a valid cash lineup also. Right, all of them. He's Isaiah Stewart. Okay, this is that bad. Right, these are all these are all within what two points of each other or something. But there. But how was I able to now do exactly what this button does and solve the knapsack problem, and for me to come up with the same exact line? I just looked at the I just looked at the projections of where the positions and the salaries landed. And it's like I essentially hand you saw me hand build the line. Now it takes like now look how long it took me to go. Well, should it be this? Should it be? And obviously, I was talking through it just for example purposes on the show. But that may take me two or three minutes to go. Should it be this? Let me try this. Right? You weasel some things around. You know what's quicker for me to press that button and just go bing? That's the lineup. Or for me to look at ten lineups and go, what out of the top ten do I want to use for cash games for double ups? So much quicker, right? But the reason why I, I could do it in my head like that is because I've done I, that. I didn't touch an optimizer for over two years. I built all my stuff by hand. Didn't mean I didn't look at it. I didn't look at the projections and everything. But you get used to like, okay, let's take a look at each position. Let's take a look at what they look like. What are the constructions going to look like? Right, and you could go, you could eyeball that yourself. And once you once you start building by hand, in the beginning it seems like oh you're thinking through a lot of things, but then it starts getting really really easy. Well, if you pay up here, you got to pay down there. If you got to do this, you got to. There's not many not many of this position available. You're probably either gonna have to get up for raw points, or you have to go down for value. I mean, like it's gonna it's gonna just become second nature to you. And once you get used to doing that, then then it's not that complicated to now be able to. Okay, I'm going to build 100 lineups. I know what they're going to look like. If I just build by based on projection. And if I build based on ownership, I get some flip builds. I get some builds like this. I get some, I'll expect that. I'll be able to go and make changes and go, well, if I set this guy to only be in 20% of my lineups, who then comes up, right? Now, what are the, what are the other 80% of my lineups look like? Oh, well, they'll, they'll be this. Maybe Moses Brown will be in this lineup. Maybe... You just go through all of that. You get used to that. So now you're able to use the tool. You should know, you should be able to anticipate every one, every time you change one setting on lineup HQ, you should anticipate what that's going to do to your lineup set. You should know. You should not be surprised. You shouldn't be putting stuff in and go, uh, uh, I guess it, uh, it likes Sadiq Bay today. Like it doesn't like anything. The optimizer has no brain, right? It has no brain. Do you know the reason why it likes the Bay? You're probably not getting enough exposure to a certain amount of small forwards, right? You're like, you probably said, uh, I don't want, I don't want that much. I want to be under on Levert and under on uh, Stanley Johnson. And it's like, well, now you have 70% Sadiq Bay. It's like, oh, really like Sadiq? No, it doesn't really like Sadiq Bay. So you're, you're, you've been for He's the next highest projected player for the lineups that, that conform to what you want it to do. So you're going to need a lot more Sadiq Bay if you can do it that way, right? Well, I'm not going to play much Gobert. So you're going to get a lot more Vooch, right? You're going to get a lot more Capello. Joel Embiid in, in lineups that, that you're paying down in other spots. In the Joel Embiid lineups, you know who you don't have? You probably don't have Giannis, right? It's going to be hard to spend up, especially when there's no like, like absurd value. Maybe Levert, right? You probably have Levert in those lineups, right? You just you envision that. But people want to go from zero to 150. Like, like, how do I do this in two days? 
Just like with anything, you don't just get good like that. Oh, I just have a tool, press a button, it, it prints money. No, that doesn't exist. Going through the YouTube chat before we get out of here. Do, 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 do. Okay, people giving him advice in there, Daniel and Joe Adamo, blah, 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 right? Daniel says, meat-based options. Oh, here are all my cookies for, for building the same lineup. Kickstart says, I want a DFS baking show called Blender's Cookies. Do you really want my cookies? I don't bake anything. My wife bakes some cookies. I don't even like cookies. I like the cookies. I like the boring cookies. I like sugar cookies. I like snickerdoodle cookies, right? That's about it. Something like, you know, shortbread cookies. I don't like chocolate chip. I don't like, I really don't eat much chocolate. Oatmeal cookies now. So it's pretty much just very, very basic cookies. I don't want any mint in it. I don't want raisins. I don't want almonds. I don't want nuts in my cookies. It's nice plain cookies. Greg Brown says, we're on to baking. Got to ask, how was the quality of the cake that DraftKings sent? Yeah, I got a birthday cake from DraftKings. Still in the refrigerator. We haven't even, it's a vanilla cake. I know, I guess, it, I guess it's soft sponge. I guess it is. I was hoping it was a cheesecake. If it was a cheesecake, I would have eaten it already. No, but I have no idea. It's still in its wrapping. It's still in the saran wrap, whatever. And some of the icing got stuck on the saran wrap. And that's why like the half the happy birthday message came off the cake. Uh, JWH, if you could simulate a slate, say a hundred or a thousand times, I'd want more than that. Yes. Would you recommend having your exposures resembled the simulator percentage of times the player is optimal or consider art of air? No, that, that you wouldn't, you wouldn't do it that way. That it's not a one V one. The exposures don't matter. Huh? How many times do I have to say this? The exposures don't matter. The lineups matter. You understand that if you simulated the slate a million times, the times the players is optimal and you put that as your exposures, right? You would have, this, this guy is 18% likely in the optimal and you have 18% exposure to him. And this the guy is 7% in the optimal and you have 7% exposure. They may not be in the same lineups, right? Like, you, remember, if you were to, if I were to give you my exposures, right? If I were to build 150 lineups to slate on FanDuel, right? Let's say I did. I'm not going to do it right now. And I put together exactly the types of lineups I want to make and everything and all this stuff. And I put it in, right? And here my lineups come out and you and here's my exposures, right? I have 50% Westbrook. I have 70% Conley. I have 20% this guy. I, and I gave them to you. I said, here are my exposures, right? Of for 150 lineups. Of all, here's 3% of this guy. Here's 7% of that guy. Here's 12% of this guy that I have. And then you went in and just put in that exposure. It's like, I want a lineup set of 150 lineups with these exact exposures. You can do that in lineup HQ. You set the min and max as the same amount. It may not come out exactly, but a lot of times it comes very close. Let's say you came up with 150 lineups that have the same exact exposures. Exact 150 set 
If I have 3% of the player, you have 3% of the player. If I have 18% of the player, you have 18% of the player. Same exact ones. For all the players on the slate, maybe we there's 60 players that you have. Same exact as me, okay? My lineups could be wildly profitable, and your lineups could be the worst lineups in the world. What is the what is the exposure matter? I have 50% of this guy and 50% of that guy and 50% of this guy, but I have them all in the same lineup. You have them all spread out. I mean, the lineups will look different, right? I could build, you could give me an exposure set and I could build lineups that fit that for your entire portfolio and have none of the lineups look the same. So the fact that I could do that means that it's not about exposures. Exposures is a representation of your portfolio, not the way to build your portfolio. I believe Daniel would agree with me that from a frequency perspective, that 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 would be the correct approach. Once, once you have met, you have now uh, gotten all the plus EV lineups that you could make together. Right. So you don't start from here are the exposures, here, here are the frequencies, build the lineups. No, what you would do is you build all the lineups that are as high expected value as possible. Right. Now, and you could only play 150 of them. Right. But you have like 5,000 lineups to choose from on a five game slate, maybe, maybe 2,000, 3,000 lineups to choose from. On an 11 game slate, you may have 30, 40,000 to choose from. You could only play 150, right? And you have all these lineups to choose from. You know what you should probably do? Play them at, if you want to play a balanced strategy for your portfolio, you do what Nerdy Tenor does. What is the efficient? He figures out what the efficient ownership is and plays the lineups as, at those frequencies. But he has the lineups, he already has the lineups to choose from before then making a portfolio. This is a portfolio strategy. You have to have the plus EV lineups. You can't just go directly from, well, what should my portfolio look like? And then build lineups that are based around that. You're going the opposite direction. Like I said, you have 100, oh, I have 100% of this guy and he puts up 7 million points and you lose all your money. Well, how is that possible? Because you have guys in there, you have injured guys, you have guys projected for two minutes. I mean, the exposures in and of themselves don't matter. You can't create lineups from that point forward. You have to start from what do plus EV lineups look like? Now, lineup HQ, you could build a max of 300 lineups, but in Excel, you could build more than that or R or Python or whatever like that. But if you wanted to build 300 lineups, I could easily, I mean, I don't do it. I don't, I don't go to this extent. I could easily save thousands of lineups in lineup HQ that are plus EV. And I have the, I have I have a thousand lineups in my save lineups, and then I want to choose 150 or choose 10 of them, whatever. How, what's the frequency of the players that you choose? Then you could do something like that. If you have their optimal this that frequency, I'm going to e equal them. If a player is under owned, I want more of them. Okay, you could do that. Once, but you, now you're picking lineups. You're still not picking players. You have to build the lineups first. That's why much of the, the, the discourse about lineup builders and optimizers, I love it. 
because 90% of people use these tools wrong. It just makes the contest easier for me. They start with settings and exposures, but instead of building lineups, what, what settings and exposures do I put in to get plus EV lineups? It's like, no, build plus EV lineups first and then use the settings and exposures to, to limit the number of lineups that you could play. Right, if I wanted to build, I want, I want, I want, I want three lineups. I can build 20. And let's say I determine by running through some stuff that there are a lot of plus EV lineups that have a certain ownership characteristic or anything like that. And I just, I just, and I build 20 of them. I save 20. I go this based on the projection versus ownership. This should be plus EV. That should be plus EV. This should be plus. And you go and you save 20 lineups. You may look at your 20 lineups and have the same player in 18 of them. Oh, well, obviously that guy is, that guy's under owned then. So most likely, if you're going to choose three lineups from them, you're probably going to choose. You could choose three lineups from the 18 out of the 20 that have that player. You could choose the other two that don't have them in it. You're basically saying these 20 lineups, I could I could close my eyes and randomly pick three of them, and they probably would be fine. I don't I don't know what the players are in them or anything. Just it's randomly pick three. So whatever methodology you want to do to to pick the three lineups you want to play from those 20. Do whichever way you want. If you if you're like, well, I don't want to have a hundred. My risk tolerance is low, so I want to have. You could do that. You could say, I don't want to have the same player in all three lineups. Okay, you could. You could be the type. It's like I'd rather have the I'd rather have the same five players in all three lineups, and then they all do well. I have three shots at first play. Okay, you can do that also. And they're talking about simulations in the chat, right? He was mentioning like a hundred or a thousand times. You're going to need way more than that. Okie doke. Daniel says, creating fast code is hard. Probably a quarter of his DFS development time has been making it faster, right? Can't make it any slower than me. I'm the master at making the slowest code possible. I'm the master at it. The fact that it took me 90 minutes to build all the possible MMA lineups shows how horrible of a coder I am, even in Excel. Because it's not, that's not, that's not, uh, that's not my background. That, that type of coding is not in my background. If it was 20 years ago, I'd probably be doing it in Perl and probably doing poorly in Perl also. Right, Perl, JavaScript, right? If it's front, if it's front end website development, oh, that's, that's my thing. You want me to build a and, and design an interface for you? A nice, nice website or something? Oh, I could do that. Right? JavaScript, most of JavaScript you could steal from everywhere else anyway. Like Java, who who actually codes in JavaScript anymore? I don't know. Everything that has ever been possible has already been written in JavaScript. All you have to do is find the code to find the Google the code and then change, change the names of the variables. And that's it. And you're good. Right. So like R and Python, like, I, yes, I probably have a head start on people that have no like computer programming-ish type of experience, right? Right, I was, I was dealing and used to dealing with like the Apache, you know, LAMP stack, Linux, Apache, MySQL, PHP, you know, like that, that was in the like mid, you know, 20, 2007-ish, 
Like I could do PHP, I could do stuff, but those are all that, that's, that's like that's for like front end design stuff. You're not you're not doing you're not doing this type of program. Master says if you know Perl, Python would be really easy. I've not used Perl in 20 years. I would have to relearn Perl, right? And then I would have to also relearn uh, regular expressions to do them well. And that typically that back then, that's where my head exploded. Right. You get those O'Reilly books. That's how I learned from the O'Reilly books. It's a bit uh, what? It's a turquoise book, regular expression book. That book like just came out of its seams. I would have to look at that all the time to run Perl. But typically the Perl, the Perl stuff that I was running is 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 uh for because I work for stock trading sites. So like you know, send sending uh uh uh, sending uh, stock ticker symbols and and uh, and validating form code, like stuff like that. Because what would it, you'd you'd do some of that in JavaScript, right? If someone typed in, you know, a, a ticker symbol or a, a dollar amount or something that didn't exist, like the clock, the client side could could error check that. But if you're sending something into the you know the stock trading system, and it would spit back something. That says, you know, you can't, you know, you, you split shares weren't allowed and, you know, whatever like that. You'd get a code back from the server. You'd have to use Perl for that. Now you probably, there's jQuery, there's, there's I, don't, I don't even know. There's probably client-side stuff that you could do now also. I don't know why I'm talking about computer languages, but whatever. I think that's it. I think that's it for today, right? I'm going to be gone. I'm going to be gone. No show tomorrow. Okay, so you won't see the thumbnail. Right. People ask me, you know, is there a show today? Well, if you don't see the thumbnail with my face color, there's no show. So there's no show tomorrow. No show Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Basically, this is the last NBA show. Right. There'll be playoff stuff. We may talk, you know, depending on the MLB slate and everything going on. But it's primarily going to be turning into a mostly baseball show. We still have the Mondays. Right. Not this coming Monday, but Mondays with James. Right. McCool. He comes on. Uh, but uh, we pretty much baseball, baseball, baseball until we're sick of baseball. That's and then obviously on Fridays I'll talk about MMA. Typically, right? It's a general strategy show. So sometimes some some days will be more so than others. We'll review MLB slates. We'll do everything. So uh, so hit that thumbs up button on your way out the door. I have a flight to catch in about 20, 26, 20, 26 hours, two o'clock tomorrow. To head to Dallas and uh, and subscribe, subscribe to the channel, hit the notification bell to know when we go live, right? We got Grinders Live later today, right? 445, right? Right? We have four. That's when the games are. Sometimes on Thursdays, the game, okay, we had seven, seven thirty seven. Okay, yeah. So 445, Grinders Live, 620, crunch time for premium members. And like I said, we got a promotion. You're gonna sign up for MLB, just MLB, and you want $10 off your first two months. Click on the link in the description for Roto Grinders Premium. Or if you want the combo package, you get $10 off your first month of that too. All the links are below. If you're listening on the podcast, if you're listening and watching on YouTube, it's all there. And uh, and I and oh, we also got live locks on on the on the, the scores and odds channel, right? At 1 p.m. NHL grinders live at 3 p.m. Eastern. We got tons of stuff going on today. You're playing hockey. Then NBA at 445. It's a jam-packed day. 
here on Roto Grinders, right? So give those thumbs ups. Devin's taking care of you. He's doing all. He's doing all, all the shows. He's busy today, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna allow him to take a break right now. So I will I will see you next Thursday. Next Thursday, it'll be Grinders Live next Thursday, and uh, I'll be answering your DFS strategy questions as I always do on the DFS pregame show on RotoGrinders.com.